It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcaster named Sean Allen. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another uh, Sean Allen podcast. What you know about this? Hey, this is my shit. It's 50 players deep. Hey. What's your, who's, your, who's the hardest person on the song? Uh, I know what you're about to say, too. <laughs> I know where you're about to go. It's the girl. She be talking her shit on here. <laughs> it's nothing like the um the explicit version of this shit. I was young as hell. I, I remember mom had a Benz, and we used to go down to Belle Isle and vibe to this. This is the yeah, shit right here. Niggas. Oh my God! You took back my childhood. <laughs> Listen, I had to tap into Detroit because you're from Detroit. Oh right? my God! This was like one of my favorite songs as a kid, and I said I want to be a hood boss ass nigga when I grow up. Listen to this. <laughs> yes. Why'd your mom have you listening to this? <laughs> because street. She was a street. Uh, she was definitely a, a street wife. Like she, my dad was a hustler. So she was a, a boss woman and she like, you know, the high rollers, the finer things in life. That's Detroit. Wow. Yes. That's yes. That's what's up, man. This, this definitely is a Detroit classic. I don't know nothing about Detroit, but I know that this was a Detroit classic. Yes. And this is something that penetrated the whole country all i don't know if it did like pop numbers or anything like that but everybody know the song and everybody know yes. lola damon's part <laughs> i feel like if you didn't know that song you was a lame that was literally a soundtrack of my childhood that song you were hearing the barbecues you hear it in the barbershop you hear it at the park you were at school <laughs> what, what happened to these people Are they doing anything I don't know That's crazy Now it's so like Nostalgic I haven't heard that Since I was a kid Wow Yeah That's so you, that's fucked up So you missed But I need, to, I need to re-download I put it on my playlist Is it yeah, on Apple Music stream. It's, it's everywhere Oh it's everywhere. damn 50 and players Another deep. thing that's everywhere too yeah. Is ASAP This podcast So yes. if you're new here Follow wherever you listen to podcasts, like, share, and write a review. And if you are watching on Patreon, make sure you leave a comment, like, and share. This is ASAP with Bash on the mic on the ones and twos. 
on on the one to two. So you got me in a whole music mode right now, <laughs> like you a DJ and shit. But you you work a lot in music. You're not a musician. Are you a musician? I'm not a musician. But you work in music. We're gonna yes. dive into all that though. Yes, yes. Who is Basho? I've known you for years. I've seen you yes. around. I've seen you on TV. Seen you with your favorite pop stars, your favorite hood stars. Who like who is Bash? Oh wow! So Bash Johnson is a choreographer, a professional dancer, um, a new celebrity chef on the scene. I started um, a catering business and private chef business during COVID, wow. and it just blew up. And they, all, you know, people always say, you know, um, the best word of mouth is the best way to get your name out there is word of mouth, and like um, people just would start talking about me how good my food was. So now a new avenue, a new business, but. People don't know that I trained in cooking. I went to culinary art school. Oh wow! Yes. I didn't know that. So it, it's it's no caps over here. I don't I don't talk about it, but I had it underneath my belt. You yes. have the education behind. Yes, yes. So you just not a nigga yes. from Detroit I'm cooking not, in the kitchen. No, I definitely try my best to go get education. I didn't finish um, because my dance career took off first. Right. Um, but in Detroit. There's not a lot of like places to train and learn to be a professional dancer or just even be in the entertainment industry. There's no way to find mentorship there. Right. So when, you know, coming up as a kid and a teenager, I was a street dancer. I didn't ever take classically trained dance classes, none of that. Not until I, you know, became an adult and um, somebody reached out to me on Facebook and say, hey, you want to go to China and dance? <laughs> And I'm like, what? I thought they was lying. I thought it was capping. Meanwhile, this is when social media started. Facebook, it was no Instagram. Uh, Twitter wasn't really popping like that, but Facebook was the shit. And somebody reached out to me in a DM. This is before it went down in a DM. <laughs> I had my first offer for a job and to be there for three months to dance with a group of dancers. And then it turned into a whole year because the entertainment company in China they hired me as a choreographer and creative director of their company. Meanwhile, I didn't even know what these titles were. Right. In, in actuality. You but just I knew just, you liked to dance. Yeah, and I was like, they'll pay me to just live, so do something that I'll do for free. Right. And they took care of everything, just living per diem. Who was the artist? Um, so this was an entertainment company, but Rasby from B2K came out there, and oh, wow. they set me up with him. And they brought him out there at the same time. I was there with a dance troupe at first. What was Rasby doing in China? Rasby was singing his songs. And, he had uh, songs? He had songs. With B2K songs? B2K songs. And he has he had a few singles that he says that charted. Um, but <laughs> He says that charted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, I I didn't know he had solo records until right. I met him. And yeah. he, he showed me. And he got oh, nominated wow. for, I don't know if it was Soul Train or something like that, but... It was a song, and he showed me. I'm like, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. And then once I, like, started listening to his music, I'm like, okay, Rasby can hold his own. He was out there for a minute, too, yes, right? Yes, yes. Wow, Rasby. Yeah. Shout out to Rasby, though. Rasby from L.A. He's yes. an L.A. native like myself. Yes, so yes. He's out there doing his thing. So what year was this? This was in 2010, at the end of 2010. Okay, and what year did you move to L.A.? I moved to L.A. in 2013. Okay, so this happened before you came to L.A. Yes, yes. First time. I've been to China three times. Wow. Yes. So 10 years, L.A., did you always have a vision on moving to L.A.? Was that always like a thing? Uh, my vision was either New York or L.A. I went to New York first. Um, my mentor, shout out to Taja Seville. Um, she got me out there doing like um, 
an organization called Urban Farming, but also set me up to meet people in the industry. And she set me up with Jimmy Locust. Shout out to Jimmy Locust. He is a world-renowned choreographer. Um, he danced with Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Paula Abdul. But um, I got to meet him. I went to his house to have a meeting, and he basically just coached me and gave me free game. He's like, this is what you need to do if you want to be a professional dancer. And uh, he was like, either you want to go to New York, do you want to go to L.A.? And I love New York, but I found out that everything was popping in L.A. Right. Like, this is where the money at. This is where you can make a living dancing. I'm like, I want to make a living dancing. Wow. <laughs> so I ended up here. Was that always a, growing up, though? Were you always a dancer? Did you always yeah. know that you were going to have a career in dance? Uh, No. I never saw myself as a kid being a professional dancer. No one didn't tell me I could, but I always had that talent. As a kid, I was obsessed, obsessed with Michael Jackson, so I used to dress like, like Michael, watch his HBO special. I had the Penny Loafers. I had the Fisher-Price microphone, and I was actually learning the choreography, oh, but wow. nobody wouldn't tell me that, oh, my God, this boy. Well, they didn't know. All they knew how to do in Detroit in your time was hustle. Yeah, no facts, and I— as an adult now, I would see as if that was my child, I'd be like, damn, we got to put him in vocal lessons, right. put him in dance class because I had it. Like, I, I could really dance like Mike as a kid. And this was like at a young age. Wow. But as a kid, um, it's so funny, it's full circle. I've always wanted to be a chef. You always Ever, cooked. Uh, yeah. As a kid, I want to say like two, three years old, my, my nickname was Cook Cook. And a lot of people don't know that as my adult life that I was always aspired to be a chef as a kid. So I my grandmother used to give me cookbooks. I had like all types of like cooking gadgets, like the perfect pancake, all the QVC shit. That's what I wanted for Christmas. Who'd you watch cooking? Oh my God. <laughs> Emeril Lagasse. Uh it was this white guy that was on PBS network. Okay. Uh, that part. I'm talking about in the house. Oh, my grandfather, my grandfather, my grandmother, and my aunts. Everybody cooking in my family. Detroit is yeah. like L.A. too. Like, so food down. But the people are yeah. not from Detroit. They're from like the South. Mississippi. And my great-grandma, yeah. rest her rest in peace, I got to like spend time and live with her. She she lived to 91, but she had her own garden. In Mississippi? She, you know, she was in the D. She was in South Detroit, South Detroit. And um, I used to stay with her for a minute and before she died, but... She used to cook all the time. She'd make a smorgasbord of food. So I learned from her. She actually taught me how to cook first. Okay. To be honest, if I look back at it, uh, she had um, taught me how to make pancakes from scratch. I was like four or five years old. And you know what's funny, yeah. talking about cooking? I want to get back into dancing yes, and yes, your journey yes. to L.A., yes. but there was a thread or a tweet going around on the Internet about a guy giving his son, his son wanted – uh, kitchen for okay, you know Christmas or whatever or okay. whatever, yeah. and the whole debate was that men don't belong in the kitchen, boys yeah. don't belong in the kitchen. It's feminine and yeah, yada yada yada. But then I thought about it. I said all the chefs we know are men. Yeah, facts. <laughs> you know what I mean. All the cooks and we know successful. are men. So yeah, I mean that's another show for another podcast. Yeah. But that was really really like fascinating to me. I'm like, you see how we like. In the, ho in the household, we make that a woman's job. Yeah. But as a profession, we make chef cooking. Head cook. chef on a restaurant. We make it like men jobs, yeah. you know, male-based jobs. So. Yeah. That's crazy. You never and thought I of that either, huh? I experienced that too. Um, okay. Because during Christmas, like, it was like this whole, like, what do we get them for Christmas? 
So I did have the Ninja Turtles. I did have the Batman toys. But right. then I also had the Mrs. Fields maker. I had the Easy Bake Oven. I had a McDonald's kitchen, just like you said. But um, I think because my mom was so ahead of her time mentally, it was always that fight. Like, uh-uh, my kid could be a chef. Like, this is a snap. But then I had my dad, the hustler. Why he want to do that? It was always a question. Like, right. and, you know, like, our parents put so much in our head right. where we start being insecure by ourselves and, like, second-guessing ourselves. And I think that has, you know, kind of messed up my mindset growing as a man, like, try to figure out, can I do this? Can I not? And I think that's what kind of hold me back because, you know, white kids, like, you could do whatever you want to do. Right. Hey, I want to I wanna be an uh, airplane pilot. Okay, son, we're going to get you this and this and that. Like, they... They, you know, they work different with their kids, but. But listen, you needed that balance. So shout out to the progressive mom. Yeah. Shout out to the dad that, yeah. you know, told you like, nigga, we got to still kind of keep it street and like what you doing. Yeah. You have to duality. You know how to do and deal with both. But now That's, he respect me. I mean. It's a whole different respect. They right. look at me different from the city. All my family members, they look at me like here. I, 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 I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine. That duality between yeah. both of your parents, though, and having that relationship with grandma, big mama. Yeah, yeah. You had all yep. that that uh, variety and diversity and um, love and being raised that you were able to go to China for how long were you in China? On and off for three years. You know, First we go, time, we go a whole year. Be generous and say you were in China for two years. Okay. And then you made it to L.A. You've been in L.A. for 10 years. Yes. And, you know, both. That's not easy to do. And yeah. then being for, from Detroit and coming out of Detroit, making yeah. it, not getting caught up in the system, not getting caught up with kids everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not being caught up in drugs, the drug game, on the other side of drugs, smoking a pipe. You made okay. it out. And you made it out because of all those dualities and those relationships and those yeah. diversities that you were raised in. So shout out to your family for that. Don't yes. shit on your pops. I'm not. I love them. <laughs> I love them, though. We got to, you know, as an adult, you have a mutual respect yeah. for one another. We, we get each other. Right. And I don't take anything for granted. I feel like the makeup of me is literally what I've been through. Right. You know, I won't change anything in my life. I had to go through that to get where I'm at today. Right, yeah. right, right. Shout out to Pops, too. Yeah. But you were in China for three years. Yes. Um, on and off, three years, give yeah. or take. Yeah. And you were part of a dance troupe. Like, what is that? What is a dance troupe? A for dance troupe. We like a dance crew. So remember right. America's Best Dance Crew on yeah. MTV? So this was when it was just hot and popping. <laughs> right. So China got a hold to, like, people in America, and they were paying people to group up and make their best dance crew to perform on tour and TV shows in China. Right. So somebody was putting a group together, not like, you know, like, like a, like a boy band, but just straight dance. Right. And then they had us just like touring to different venues and TV shows and commercials. And I got there and I, I really wasn't tight with the people I was there, but then I just kind of shined above that. Right. And they asked two of us to stay. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And were you at a like a resort dancing in Macaw somewhere where you at a nightclub, like where yeah. were you dancing? So it was, yeah. well, their nightclubs is kind of like Vegas. Yeah. It's more like cabaret style, big stage, Wait, LED screens. I started in Dalian, China. Okay. And that's close to Beijing. It's, it's called the seafood city. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you want to get good seafood, go to Dalian. Um, but that was my first starting going to China. And then I started traveling, going on tour to Shanghai, 
Guangzhou, Chengdu. Oh, you know how to say all them. Dui, <laughs> how duff. Did you learn to speak the language? <laughs> oh, wow. They were nice. They treated you well in China? Yeah. Hey, so so the thing in China, they love black people. They say they wish they were us. They feel like they said we are like top tier of really? every race because they said we're the best at everything. And they said they wish they can have our skin color and our hair type as well. It was one time I was like walking. This guy said, what type of technology I can get my hair that way? I said, this is genetics, boy. It's not wow. happening. <laughs> Join Allen. How'd you end up in L.A.? I ended up in L.A. Second time I went to China, um, I ended up bringing people through under my wing. And I started like choreographing for Aston Martin car shows in Shanghai, doing workshops. And I'm like, okay, I'm bossing up in China, like handling business contracts everything that works for dancers and i'm like okay i want to have this same movement in my own country so this is now more educated with dancers i'm meeting dancers that do the same thing as me and i was like you know what i need to just go just jump and go to la like if i could do this here in china i want to be close to my people and just do it so after my contract was up the second time i literally went back to detroit Got my Honda Passport and drove from Detroit to L.A. Literally, like, two days before I got back out of the country, back in the country. And, um, yeah, I just drove. Wow. Where'd you land in L.A.? Like, what city? What area? Upland, California. (laughs) The funny thing about it, people don't know, L.A. is so spread out. And to have no education about L.A., I didn't do no research. I just knew somebody that stayed in Upland, and I said, hey, I just need to crash. I'll pay you whatever kind of money for me to get my feet. I just need to find an apartment and a job. I thought it was going to be so easy. I thought I had enough saved. That's like an hour away yeah. without traffic. Yeah, no, oh. I learned because, you know, if you want to be a dancer, you got to be around the dance studios in North Hollywood. So imagine driving from North Hollywood like three times a day from Upland, California, just to go take a class or just be around with the people. Wow. I was in the boondocks. I was really in the boondocks. Upland is nice, yeah. though. It was. It was nice. I thought I was like, okay, that's cool. But once I figured out that I Once was away from two ten, yeah, <laughs> being in traffic for like one hour or two hours. Wow. But yeah, that was crazy. It. Yeah. So how long were you in Upland? I was there for three weeks. So this is the way. Okay, everybody got their story of just being in L.A. But so the person that let me stay there was a guy that I met in China. That used to come to our shows, and he actually came off of, like, a visa for, like, education. And he was like, Bash, you can stay with me. But then he was saying, like, three weeks later after I was there, he was like, I'm actually being evicted. And uh, you're going to have to find somewhere else to live. And he told me a week before he was about to pack his shit up. So I went on Craigslist and found a shared living space in Boyle Heights. What? Boyle Heights is a city. Boyle Heights is a city. I'm close to downtown. I'm like, okay, cool. They were only charging three fifty a month. I'm like, okay, cool. But um, come to find out, they didn't do a background check with everybody. I had people that had schizophrenia, people that just got out of jail, people that was alcoholics. But it was people that actually was trying to get their shit together, like this, this nurse, another professional dancer that just got to L.A. And um, I was standing there for three months. And come to find out, this this Asian lady walks in the door one day and say, who are you guys? Who are you people? And she's like, y'all living in my house? 
and she was like, I own this place. You don't, you're not authorized to live here. So come to find out the Russian that let me get a shared room. He was having people squat there and he was just like lying that he owned the place or whatever. And we weren't legally to live there. So we had to call LA housing and turn off the power. It was crazy. And I had to just say, they had to, they, the police told us we got to find somewhere else to live. So then I'm like damn near homeless. So <laughs> I literally, I was teaching classes at this time. I found it like a little teaching job, teaching kids dance. And um, it was crazy. And I met uh, one of the parents. They said, you can stay in our back house for a couple of days till you get your, you know, get on your feet. And the family ended up being a, some like some weirdos. And they like emailed me one day and said, you can't stay here anymore. Um, we just don't have just the mental capacity to have somebody stand here. So my, my truck break down at the same time. And shout out, listen, shout out to my homegirl, Mandy from Detroit. She was like, I know somebody that need a roommate to pay rent. And I, I literally was homeless for 24 hours and, um, I ended up finding somewhere to stay. And it was legit. It was legit. And, it was she, up and I there. actually knew her. Yeah. And listen, during this time I'm auditioning for jobs. I get an opportunity to be the choreographer for Club Med Resorts in Bahamas in Miami, and I got a phone call that they wanted me to uh, choreograph all in, all inclusive, pay, travel, everything per diem, living in a cabana, choreographing, directing shows, and so I, I stayed and Give got my bread up. Now. Yeah, for for six months, eight months. God is silly. <laughs> yeah, so I I was out of the situation completely, and then yeah. I got to stack my bread. Everything, and then I came so back. That to was LA. a test from the universe. And I hate getting religious and yeah, spiritual. Yeah, but yeah. that was a test right there, trying yes. to see if you was gonna make it, if you yes. was gonna budge, if you was gonna run back home like yeah. everybody else. Yeah, I didn't go back home at all. You stuck it out. You I went it to out. the next job, and it was actually another another resume builder. It was just like going into the next, from China to LA, hustling, teaching little small little gigs here. And then actually getting a big job on a platform where I had to design shows for a resort. Right. So that was that was crazy. And it actually catapulted me to So what to is the next this level. time span? This is like a four month time span? Uh so LA I was there for six months the first time. And then I got the job at the end of the six months. And then I went to Miami, stayed there for three months. They said, You are amazing, you're ahead. Your experience, we want you to choreograph a whole private island. Right. So I, I went to Bahamas for another four four months. And I finished my contract and I killed it. I choreographed and directed and my whole shows. And this time you got a bag to do what you want to do and yep. where, where you want to live. And International, meeting people from France, all around the world at this resort, connections. Um, got chance to choreograph fashion shows. Theatrical shows, design, direct, uh, manage my own shows. And this is all within the six months of you yes. packing up that passport. Yes. Coming out here. And all this is getting documented, so I'm preparing for my reel. So when I come back, I can pitch myself to agencies and wow. all this footage. Because also I was performing in the show as well. Right. Incredible. Incredible. And I go back to L.A. That happened fast. Like it was like a whirlwind. Yeah, literally. It was... Homeless, not homeless. All right, you just booked a big job. We want to hire you. Right. And wow, start going crazy at the at the resort, creating, making history. And for, 
I don't know how many black choreographers they had there too. So it's a French company. So I really turned it out. Wow! Shout it's, out to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, see, that was all pops in you. That yes. th- that thug shit. The hustle. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> my dad definitely is a hustler. He had owned so many businesses, and and you know it definitely resonated with me. Like, wow! Having my own. Yeah. So you get back to LA. Get back to LA. Where do you settle? Where do I settle? This time around, I got friends. Right. So um, I had a friend from Chicago, and we end up um, being roommates. I was like, listen, I spent half the rent, so now I have my, I have ownership at an actual apartment. Right. I got lease. money. Yeah, I'm on a lease. I got proof of income. <laughs> I have proof of income. So this is like my first time having my own apartment in the States. So um, first thing, anybody that's trying to come to L.A., get on L.A. Casting, Extra Access, Casting Frontier. And I signed up on my first casting site. This is where you can find commercials and actually self-submit for, like, legitimate, like, jobs. Right. And um, I, I, I logged on immediately, and um, I started submitting myself. I actually did a photo shoot in Bahamas when I was at Club Med, so I had my headshots ready. I was already game planning to be set up. So when I come back, I know how to come swinging. I'm like, I need an agent, woo-woo. But – I signed up on Casting Network, and I booked my first European international campaign for Lee Jeans Dancing. Everybody that was on the job was signed to a major dance agency. I was the only independent artist, and it was just a whirlwind of just abundance. I was just booking stuff. That momentum kept. Yeah, it it was going crazy. Imagine if you would have gave up. Oh, my God. I don't even see what that looked like. I would never give up. Wow. What is, so what like what yeah. are these people back in Detroit? They seeing all this. They just they? they just saying, How did you do it? It's always a question, like, how did you do this? Like what made you do this? Or like I just be like, This is what I want to do. And I just feel like everybody I tell everybody, everybody got the same twenty four hours. You Google it. If you want to learn some shit, it's on the internet. Regardless. If you want you wanna dance, Google it. You wanna find an agent, Google it. You wanna find a casting network or a group, it's on Facebook, like the internet is your oyster. Like, you can find anything there. It's valuable. And that's what I did. That was my mentor. Google was my mentor. <laughs> wow. Yes. Shout yeah. out to that. Yes. Artists you worked with. Can, can oh, we dive wow. into that? Yes, yes. So, moving in and dance career, I just started just, my first uh, job was working with the me. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. 
and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Those, like music video, like big artists that I booked by myself. And then I just started doing different shows. And uh, Kanye West, Mariah Carey, Zendaya. I was on America's Got Talent. Um Wait. You said something that kind of stuck out to yes. me. You booked yourself? Yeah, I would submit to these jobs, and then I got an agent. I got signed to an agency. I submitted to an agency, and they signed me on the spot because I had already had that momentum. I was making money for myself, so they was so like, went hard to book me. you were already a developed talent. Yeah. I tell people that all didn't the time. didn't have to audition at all. You platformed yourself. Yes. And so with all the China credits... And then the Bahamas credits with the club med showing that I do all this stuff. And then I come to back to L.A. and start self-submitting to jobs, big jobs, and booking it by myself. It was like, oh, shit, he's ready. Wow. Yeah. So they signed you on the spot because yep. it's not easy getting an agent. It's not. And then, you know, for dance agencies, you got to actually go to, like, a cattle call audition. And they don't. They, you, they rarely pick people there. Wow. So, so you had all these credits. And yes. All, you had this extensive resume. Yes. Okay, so what do you pay? Yeah. Don't give me a number. Give me like a more percentage. Yeah. If an agent finds a job for you, like what do you? What do they get out of it? Is it a flat ten percent or twenty percent? Okay, it okay. depends on the job. Okay, and they try to they try to uh, get your rate, and then on top of that, their rate. So when they pitch you for a job, you, they're not taking out of your pay. So okay. whatever the rate is for your pay, it's yours, and then they try to get ten percent plus that on top. So all an agent, yeah. I know what an agent do, but the yes. viewers and listeners yeah. may not. Yeah. So all the agent do is find the job, the money for you, and tell you to show up and when to show up. You don't ask any questions because they are meeting your numbers already. Yeah. Period. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. You, Katy Perry, right? You said Katy Perry. I didn't touch Katy Perry yet. Okay. What I about say Lady yet. Gaga? I didn't touch Lady Gaga either yet. I've seen you with one of the... White I, pop girls. Yeah, I did. Okay, so oh my god, I, we we kind of skipped a step here too. Okay, uh, we could. in between my first time in China, I lived in Chicago, and I actually got signed to agency there there first. Oh, and this before I even got to LA. So how is the dancing in Chicago? What are they dancing besides <sighs> the juke stuff? Oh, so oh my god, Lord have mercy. So I used to, and in Detroit, we got to go way way back. I'm sorry, it's a whole another story in <laughs> in another story. This is like a part two, part three, part four. So I'm going I'm to try to speed this up. So as a kid in Detroit, I was a street dancer. And our Detroit dance styles is jit and hip roll. So I had a crew that was really popping. And that's how I got known to ask to go to China in the first oh. place. Because I was just an amazing freestyle dancer. Right. I was the king of hip roll of Detroit. And then also um, I knew how to jit. Like my crew, we knew how to jit. So I used to go to Chicago before. 
and battle crews on this thing called platform called Wallacam. Right. And we actually used to kill the jukers, the footworkers, and um, that kind of put me on the map. So I was actually really popular as a street dancer. Don't the music go? Yeah, hey, so cold. Yes, and they do the same thing in Chicago too. Yes, yes. So we got we got more style. Theirs is more kind of like crazy. I don't know. Hey, no shade. Shout out to the footworkers in Chicago, but ours has more of a technique. Theirs is more like sporadic, just kind of like crazy right. footwork. But we have like technique and style and combinations to our footwork, which is JIT, Detroit JIT. And that was the first dance I learned as oh, a kid, wow. just being in the, in the hood. So yeah. you were good doing that. Yeah, yes. That's where you got the attention from. Yes, yes. So coming out to, back to your question, uh, when I got to... Chicago, I actually got a chance to assistant choreograph for Jessica Sutter of the Pussycat Dolls. And that was my first choreography credit. Um, so that's probably the pop girl that I... Yeah, pop girls. But uh, damn, you know what? I, I, I get so... It's been so many years of work. I forget sometimes of who I worked with. But uh, I always just lay down the foundation where I carry. She's a wonderful woman to work with. She's actually one of the sweetest people I ever met in my oh, life. Oh, wait, you worked with Mariah? How you yes, get all those people yes. on that list? And then you... I just feel like I always remember when people say who you work with, I remember who the people who I loved the most. Yes. So you don't love Mariah the most? I love Mariah the most. I, she's she's oh. top. Yes. <laughs> and then I got a chance to work with Lil' Kim. On a TV show, I was on Celebrities Undercover. I got to dance with her in a little segment. Um, wow. Uh, a lot of different international people, too. Uh, shoot. Uh, Malik Berry, uh, Callum Scott. These are British high names there. Um, Daddy Yankee. Uh, wow. I worked with Seven Streeter. Um, a lot of actors. Um, Marlon Wayans. I was Marlon Wayans' dance double and... Um, Fifty Shades of Black. That was the first movie I danced in. What What's the best experience you had? Like the best the experience I had was commercials. Um, I've been in a lot of commercials: Control, Smirnoff, um, Lee Jeans Europe campaign. I actually uh, booked two Smirnoff campaigns, but um, I was in a Geico commercial and I had to play as an astronaut, and it was the most difficult thing. But Imagine being in a commercial and everything is relied on your talent. It's just surrounded by you. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. I was kind of nervous because the whole commercial is about me dancing in an astronaut shoot. So I had I was on like strings and like pulleys where I had to look like I'm walking on a moon. So they had somebody that was like a real astronaut from NASA and worked in Apollo, the movie Apollo. Uh, with, Apollo with, 13. Yeah, Apollo 13. He came and actually trained me the day of to show me how to balance on the strings and the ropes, the pulleys that they had me on, harness. It was crazy, and it was really difficult because I, I fell like 100 times, and then I was dancing in a real astronaut suit. And meanwhile, this astronaut suit weighs like a t 100 tons. Like, it was so fucking heavy. And then I got these big-ass boots. It's not to dance in. So... Imagine dancing that, and they want me to moonwalk in this heavy-ass suit on pull pulleys, and then freestyle hip-hop. I was dancing to Motorsport. Motorsport came out at the same time, so I'm dancing to Nicki Minaj verse and with this heavy-ass suit, and I got through it. Like, I, I was so nervous because, you know, time is money, and they want right. you to get that one shot, so it was really hard for me to, like, execute that shit, so... 
So why was that the yeah. one of your best experiences? I just think it was crazy because it was about me and that, that job was for me. Right. And uh, it was my moment to just, it wasn't like with nobody else in a thing. It was literally, this commercial was bash collaboration with Geico damn there. Right. So I think that was just, just an epic moment. I just feel like okay, I made it because Geico is so nostalgic. Yeah. We, and Geico went up forty dollars on my and it, policy, it was but. it was like damn near a stunt to be played as well. Yeah. So I would oh, never wow. forget. Yeah, mean, it was, yeah, yeah, it, was mean, it was hard. It was it was not easy as well. And then just and a, a commercial set too. Yeah. People who's never been on a commercial set, commercial TV sets, yeah. and like the whole infrastructure is completely yeah. different from a show or a yeah. Movie. Kind of faster too, yeah. And the, then the way they run the commercials, like yes. you can be watching anything, yes. Until so you get a like residual check from that, yes, like, yes, like, residuals, nice yes, Doritos. I got to do Chance the Rapper. I worked with him too. Uh, I was on the Greatest Showman live performance for the movie. Oh wow! Um, and I choreographed my first movie, which was uh, TV One. It was called Riverside. It had Ty- Tyler Plee um, from Have and Have Not, Seven Streeter, Jackie Long. Um, and Russ Parr was the director on that and he believed in me. He was like, yeah, I want you actually, I was actually booked as a dancer and he actually hired me as a choreographer and that was my first movie choreography credit. And all the people from Detroit looking like, yeah, it's the same nigga we was running the streets with. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. And when I come to the city, that's how they look at me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What about your relationships here in LA? Your friends and how yeah. does that look? Was that a challenge? Yeah, I. Whoo, <laughs> relationships here has been crazy. You you got to really find your tribe in LA, right? You know, people funny acting. People have like the the mask first, right? And then it's the true selves are like within them, and you got to really see if that's really them. And I think I really kind of. That was like the biggest test been in LA, finding your tribe. A lot of people are not for you. A lot of people want to just know how you got here or what you could do for them to be their friend. It's like, okay, using opportunist type of people. So it was really hard to find my tribe. I, I ended up starting gravitating to people that was from like the Midwest, Chicago. And those are people that's been like around me or understand me, but Man, especially being in it as a dancer, everybody is so like competitive and don't want to stand next to you. So I, I feel like I've never been fully embraced in the dance industry, especially black dancers. Right. They look at me like, oh, okay, we see you, whatever. It was never like, oh shit, let's 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 link up. Let's so make some money together. Yeah. So I've kind of like been the underdog, even though I've done all these big things, amazing things. It's it's never enough, like, to be respected. And I feel right. like I haven't got my respect yet. I always yeah. feel t- people, well, people always yeah. say, not that I always feel, people always say that yeah. it's hard to establish friendships and relationships here. Yeah. But they say the people that they yeah. connect with are the people who are from wherever they're from. Yes. And natives. Yeah, definitely natives. I, I totally agree. People that's like from Pasadena or Lancaster or Inglewood or Long Beach, those people are cool too. Because, you know, they ain't, they ain't, they live here. So all that glistening glamour shit, that don't mean yeah. shit to them. It's the motherfuckers that, I don't know if I could cuss, but uh, it's the people here, you know, coming from Atlanta or 
Detroit, New York, they could be coming here, popping their shit, thinking they they run the world and they got something to prove. So they don't fuck with you, you know? Right, right, yeah. right. But what's the secret to 10 years, though, in L.A.? Because oh, wow. L.A. is a tough yeah. place. The secret to 10 years. Uh, wow. And you're kind of a native. Yeah, I am. I am. That's crazy. Um, One person told me when I got to L.A. is like, you're not going to learn L.A. until you be here for five years. It's like that five-year yeah. mark. That's what I was told. So they I told two to five years. Is yeah, there. to really understand L.A. and, like, embrace it. And I, I believe that. I believe that. I feel like the first five years is learning who you be around. What do you want to do? Is this really for you? Are you mentally, like, built for this shit? But I think for 10 years to, to, type, to live here, um, is to be who you are, make your own path first, don't follow anybody's path, and don't ever burn bridges. Platform and, yourself. That's what yes, I Yes, platform yourself, always. brand yourself, find what makes you different. Right. And you always be successful. Because you over here riding people coattail. Looking for opportunities. Looking for opportunities. You will always play the back, never the front. Yeah, I say that to even yes. when I, I'm not yeah. I'm not a dancer or anything like that. Yeah, but I tell people that all the time. I'm like, do okay. Yeah. So if you got to play the game, play the game, but make sure that you are creating your own yeah. opportunity and platforming yourself. In yeah, a, you know what I mean. Do what yeah. you could do for yourself, because like you just said, you go always be running behind yeah. somebody. Yeah, if you don't, and then also humble yourself. Yeah, because some people come here and it, listen. It's a lot of great people that's talented here. Right. But, you know, it's that competition of who's going to get, you know, the chicken. Right. But at the same time, humble yourself because you got to come here starting off as a baby. Build yourself. Be open to do the low-paying jobs. Build your resume over. Even yeah. though you were popping in your city, work with different people. Don't be just say, okay, I'm coming here. I just want to just go work for Beyonce or this and this and that. And that's your main goal. No, you're going to be trapped and you're going to work a nine to five and then you're going to be hating your life right. because you just so focused on this one thing. No, broaden your high horizons. Don't limit yourself at all. And like I said, to be a boss and make money in your talent, you got to do it all. Right. You right, know what I'm right. saying? You just you can't, can't say come. nothing wrong with a nine to five. Yeah, no, 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 no shade to that. But I know a lot of people want to make a living into what they love to do. Right. And I do that. And that's that's a fact for and, me. And yeah. the greatest success is doing yeah. what you love, working, collecting the check, and then yeah. not feeling like work. Yeah, definitely. Like if it when it don't when it starts yeah. to feel like work, it's not it's yeah. not a passion. It's not for you no more. I was blessed through all my trial and tribulations that you know I got to as an adult that I've made money just off my talent. Right. I never applied for any type of like server job, fast food restaurant little side job to get to where I am. I literally found jobs. That was my goal, to find jobs in my talent stuff that I love to do. Right. I just feel like if I'm going to go to another state, I'm going to make money in my talent. I'm not going to be coming in working as a local. That was my mindset. Right. So I, I searched high and low for things that I can do. And, you know, like not every dancer can choreograph or teach dance. So I was blessed that I had that creative mindset where I can create, create, I can teach, I can perform. So I had different avenues to make money as a dancer here. So, right. yeah. I mean, you did your thing. You survived yeah. 10 years. Who have you cooked for? You mentioned. Oh, my God. So I started a catering business um, during COVID. 
I got a chance to uh, assist another chef. And it was Kamorley Simmons. Oh, wow. Shout and out to this happened just me. I used to cook just for fun in L.A., just dinner parties because dance is my focus. Right. But during COVID, I had more time. You know, the entertainment was shut down. So I did a dinner party and another chef tried my food. It was like, man, you could really cook. And all my friends was co-signing. was like, yeah, Bash been know how to cook. Like, soul food, ain't nobody fucking with him. You know what right. I'm saying? So, uh, I went to cook for Kamora for a day and she loved the food and she asked me, I guess the chef was going on hiatus. He was, he had to go somewhere else to handle some business. And he asked me to like sub for him for like a whole month to cook for Kamora. And I was like, okay, this is a cool opportunity to get some money. But she tried my food and it's getting to the end of the month. And I'm like, okay, thank you for this opportunity. Um, I enjoy cooking for you. And she was like, hold up. Kamora, she's like really just over the top. She's an amazing woman. She's hood. You gotta, when you get to know her, she's that girl. She was like, she told her assistant, she was like, uh-uh. I need you. I need you. I want to hire you full time. We need to figure this out. And I'm like this. Wow. Uh, I'm not trying to take nobody's job. You know what I'm saying? Like that. But in the day, I'm like, it's business. This was meant for me. She tried my food. She fell in love with it. And I'm like, okay. And this is. Meanwhile, we just talked about as a kid, I've been cooking and not manifesting as a kid. I always wanted to be a chef. Wait a minute. And she's from the Midwest. She's from the Midwest. She's okay. from the Lou. Yeah. She's from St. Louis. So she enjoyed my food and Kamora loves soul food. So, and that's my roots, you know. She, she black? Uh, Yes. Mix. Mix. Yes. And she loves her salmon croquettes. She like her collard greens, and that's what she got. And also, I just, a lot of people didn't know that I had, like, oh, I'm real rounded with the kitchen. So, like, I can cook Chinese, I can cook Thai, Mediterranean, Mexican. So, I'm there for a month. I'm going crazy. I'm impressing her. And then, like, she has the budget, whatever she wants. Right. I'm like, t- tomorrow, you know, we're doing chicken stir fry, homemade egg rolls. Oh, what you want for d- dessert? A uh, lemon pound cake. Whatever she wanted. It could be healthy or anything. I made it for her. And she said, okay, I want you to cook for me for a whole year, Monday through Friday. And as that happened during COVID, the word is getting out. Word of mouth. Bash cooks for Kimura. He must be the bomb. Like, he killing it. So now I'm cooking for, I'm cooking for, like, Everybody in the city, birthdays, right. private parties, and then next thing you know, entertainment professionals, people that's working for Netflix, it was like, damn, I, I want to try his food. So then I got to cook for, I got to like bring food for Tamar Braxton in the studio. I cooked for Giveon, for wow. his family for Thanksgiving. He from Long Beach. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then I got an opportunity to be on a cooking show that hasn't came out yet. And I got a chance to cook for um, Kathy Griffin. And so. Shout out to Kathy Griffin. Yes, yes. Um, And then just so many things. The city is hearing about me. I just recently um, collabed with 1010 Wine. It's a black-owned wine bar. Shout out to Leah. And they actually just hired me to be a guest chef. I took over their restaurant for one day. I curated a like Wait, amazing. Wait, did we go there? Remember we, we Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, and look yeah. how full circle is. It's wow. because when I cook for Giveon, I, I love to support black businesses. So. Right. He wanted wine for his dinner party. So I went to 1010 Wine because, you know, they have black on wine. You so were I, intentional about, see, this yes, that's a lesson. Yes. You and were building intentional relationships. Yeah. about making it 
black, even yes. though you didn't have to. Yes. So I, I met the owner. I'm like, do you know the owner? And she gave me a discount on all the wine because I told her I was going to cook for a celebrity. So I met her. And then also, at the same time, Mike. Which, which one? You met Leah or Leslie? Leslie. I met Leslie Shaw. Um, and then uh, I met Leslie. And then circle back around, she hired a new manager who was also uh, a cousin that worked for Janelle Monet. Um, and we met through another mutual friendship. She reached out to me and she said, hey, I'm the manager. I want you to be a chef for Father's Day. Can you make a menu, hire a team? And I had over 120 reservations. I only wow. promoted it in two days. Everybody came out. They enjoyed my food. My food sold out. Wait, this is at 1010? Yes. Where was I? I posted on my Instagram. That's one thing. And that's, that's and on kind my of story. fly that you do it, do that too. You don't be yeah. pressing people to go. You throw it out there yeah. one time and people show up and it sell Exactly. Out. I really want to see who people, who really fuck with me. Okay. I, I do that now. I'm not... I, I'm not like a real big promoter. Um, but and you I try do to, numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I also try to do that to see how my name pushes and like right. my art speak for itself. Right. And it was a good way to see what what does my art mean to this city. And it really showed like strangers coming kinda, up to me like this is the best. Native. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, this is the best shrimp and grits I had. Or this is the best strawberry cheesecake French toast I had or salmon croquette breakfast sandwich. Like, who thinks of these things? So it gave me really confirmation that I can own my own restaurant. I'm in the right place. I can do this shit. If I really get a nice, tight team, and that's what I'm looking for for a team right now, is is to, like, expand and build my brand bigger as a chef and a restaurant owner and, you know, another stream of income, a new avenue so are we putting the dancing yeah. shoes down and picking up the No, chef? we not. We, okay. we, we're trying to put those things together. 1010 Wine was just amazing opportunity. And now I want to figure out a happy medium between choreography, dance, production, building shows, concerts, big, big productions, and also owning a catering private chef company restaurant later on show tv show have my own everything entity underneath bash yeah no i know it will i know it will i just i'm trusting the part you're talented yeah but another thing i tell a lot of these young people too you got to put in the time yeah you definitely got to put in the time the universe go pay you back and then the relationships and the visibility you build with putting in the town the time especially in a place like la you know what i mean um, so you're definitely going to get everything you want and everything you set up for. You have so far and didn't give up. You know what I mean? So what advice do you have to the person? And I think we already covered this in the first half. But again, what's the advice you have to the person who is going to an L.A. or New York and trying to like make it? Yes. Be ready. Be consistent. Do your research. Look what all the tools and resources you need to book a job and get to where you're trying to go. Like, for instance, for a dancer, you need a headshot. You need a resume. You need a dance reel. You need footage of yourself. And now it's so crazy. Technology and the way things happen in this industry has changed so much. And I've been through all the different oh, wow. things. He was here before yes, the internet. Yes, before the internet. 
now Instagram is the shit and I got to get with the new program is because people are booking jobs through Instagram now. The yeah. first thing casting directors want to know is, let me see your Instagram. That's like your digital portfolio. Wow. So, oh, wow. That's yes. a good word to, to digital portfolio. Yeah, it, it literally is. It's like a comp card. And as a dancer, you have, you know, shout out to Instagram because it's just so easy for now to reach the world. Um, you can have photos of yourself. You can have videos you have access to all your websites and, you know, your bio. It's some way to just manage and brand yourself now. It's no excuse to, you know, to win. Right. You know what I'm saying? So definitely have your brand together. Know exactly what you're going to do. Put it out there. Even though if you don't have all the resources for, like, this big production, use your phone. Use your camera phone and just put it out there. Don't second guess. That's one thing I trouble with with second guess myself being in my head. And I just feel like... Listen to your heart And this is what you want to do Just put it out there Somebody's going to fall in love with you And if it's not your friend circle It's going to be a stranger It's always the strangers Who Go tap Yeah in tap first. in first You never know You know so And that's the story of my life It's always been the people that Didn't know me from a can of paint That believed in me Right Yeah Right I asked this Yeah I'm going to cut this out. What should our followers do? Or what should our followers, or sorry, what should our listeners do ASAP? And you do your job. Follow me on okay. social media. Okay? Yeah. Bash, thank you for tapping into ASAP. What should our listeners do ASAP? Yes, definitely. Follow me on Instagram at bash.johnson. Period. Bash.johnson. Yes. And again, that would be located in the description of this episode, wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, follow wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, write a review. Catch you guys on the next one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial. 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.